Now, when the Bible talks about the harder times of life and the more difficult experiences that we face, the things that we find tricky in life, it uses this idea of darkness. And when the Bible describes God breaking into that darkness, into those difficult human experiences to bring life, joy, hope, and peace, it often uses the language of light. And throughout the Bible, you've got this dynamic of darkness versus light. Now, who would like a little bit more life, light in their life? My hands up. Yeah? Some more light, you know, we could do with a bit more light. I think, you know, with the, the evening's really dark now. We're sort of looking far in the distance to like, when do those clocks change? It's like darkness is all around us. Maybe, you know, going to work soon in the dark and coming home from work in the dark. There's darkness all around us. So I just want to, when we're thinking of the Christmas story, we're thinking about Jesus becoming a baby and Jesus being the light of the world. He's the light of the world. The first thing I want to say is that he is with us in the darkness. So we can think of this Christmas story, think of Jesus, meek and mild, this baby. Like, what's that really got to do with me? He did grow up. He did die on the cross for our sin. He did rise again. There's some good news here about Jesus. And the first thing is that he's with us in the darkness. So he knows what it's like to experience suffering. He knows what it's like to experience pain. And I don't know what sort of year you've had, what sort of week you've had, whether that's one of, you know, just it's been pretty tough or tough at times, maybe seasons of suffering. Jesus becoming a baby tells us that he's with us in the darkness. He took on human flesh. He became like us. And so he is best place to, best place to sympathize with us in our weaknesses. So when we're suffering, next time we can know, oh, Jesus suffered. Okay, he knows what it's like. I can therefore go to him. I can talk to him about that. As much as he sympathizes with us, he doesn't leave us in the spiritual darkness that the Bible tells us that we're in. His light gets us out of spiritual darkness. And Jesus is the one that we desperately need to do that. So when we think about our lives, there might just be things that we, like fleeting lights that we go to, to try and make life palatable, or even just to get through life. Like we might escape to certain things. We think, oh, it's been a hard week, it's been a, a tough day or a tough year, and you just find yourselves going to certain fleeting lights. It might be going to Netflix or TV again. Like, oh, tough day, I just want to escape. Let me have some Love Island or something like that. Just let me watch that. Let me just escape. I don't want to face any more of my own reality. Let me get some, someone else's crazy reality. We can escape to social media as well. And we can go to that place for like, is, is there any light there? Is there any hope or meaning there? What, what are other people saying about me? Is it positive? Can I get some sense of satisfaction and build my identity around what other people say about me and my life? We might look as well to relationships, 
to friendships, to, to other people, to satisfy our deepest needs. Or we could look to money or to work. We can look to a whole host of different places. None of these are bad things, but in my experience, they don't fully, truly satisfy. For a moment, for a bit, they might just dull the pain of our suffering, but they don't ultimately give us the satisfaction that we crave, the deep sense of desire for meaning and purpose that we need in our hearts and lives. They leave me more thirsty and hungry than I was afterwards. They don't help us out of the darkness. So Jesus becoming a baby and being the light of the world is great news because only Jesus will get us out of the darkness that we're in. When I was a teenager, I'd grown up in a, a Christian family, so my parents had took me along to church, and I'd heard about God. It took to my teenage years to really grasp what that meant. And there was a point where I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm following myself. I'm following my own ways of doing things. I had got really anxious. I'd got really like, you know, just like, I was living inside my own head, really anxious. And then Jesus, the light came in and was just shining so brightly and was like, look, I'm, I'm the light of the world. If you want hope, if you want light, if you want peace and joy, come to me. And I came to Jesus and I've never regretted that decision since. And I believe that if you start following Jesus and turn to him as the light of the world, you won't regret it either. So he's with us in the darkness, his light gets us out of the spiritual darkness that we're in. Thirdly, he destroys spiritual darkness. One of his disciples, John, said that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It is on the cross that Jesus took all of the darkness in our world and in our lives he lived the perfect life that we couldn't live. He died the death that we deserved to die. And he took the punishment that we deserved for our sin, for our, us turning away from God. And yet, the good news is, fast forward to Easter, is that he rose again to new life. Darkness and death could not hold Jesus. He rose again. He was not just a man, he was also fully God. We see the darkness in the tomb was replaced by the light of the risen Jesus. And all these disciples and men and women coming to see the tomb and, and, and going, he's risen, he's alive. A new day has dawned and many people from that day on choosing to follow Jesus. This is the light of the world. In the very belly of the darkness, the light began to shine. He was alive again. And now with indestructible life, he offers that life to you. The question is, do you want that life? Do you want the life that Jesus offers? It's available to you. Jesus offers it as a gift the same disciple, John, said that I've come in, speak, speaking, so he, Jesus is speaking, John records this, I've come into the world as a light, 
so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. So the promise to you today, Jesus' words to you are, if you feel like you're in the darkness, he's going to bring you out of it. He will bring you out of it. Maybe just hear those words of Jesus, just Jesus saying that to you. Anyone who believes in him will not stay in darkness. Jesus also said, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that is the offer that Jesus offers us today. When we think about Christmas, we think about presents. And we think about gifts. We think about giving them to other people, and we think about receiving them as well. Jesus is the greatest gift. It is God, the one who made all of us and created us, giving us his son, Jesus. But like any gift, you've got to unwrap it. You've got to open it. You've got to do something about it. You've got to, you're either going to receive the gift and accept it and live in the good of it, or you're going to reject the gift and say, no, I don't want, I don't want that gift. And Jesus is saying, come on, accept the gift. I'm the light of the world. I'm the very life that you need. I made you. I know you. I love you. I want a relationship with you. Follow me. Journey through life with me. I know you, and I want you to know me. There are some ways to follow up from what you've heard from me, through the songs, through the readings and the poems. There's a table at the back with some resources, some books, and some booklets. There's one by an excellent author called Rebecca McLaughlin. She's written a book called Is Christmas Unbelievable? So get that if you think, actually, I don't even think I believe in Christmas, like the Christmas story that I've just unpacked. There's also a booklet by J. John called The Christmas Connection all about how God wants to connect with us and how we can connect with him. But there's also some other books, some books for uh, children as well and adults. So please, they're all free. Just take whichever ones you uh, want to read this Christmas. Also, as I said earlier, we are here every Sunday. So as church, we're here. We're here next Sunday uh, for a Christmas party. So that's in the morning at half 10. That's going to be like, there's going to be tables everywhere. There's going to be games. It's going to be fun. There'll be singing. There'll be a lunch at the end. Come, enjoy that. Bring your friends. Um, that's going to be uh, a great time. There's also uh, some other ways, like we run a toddler group uh, in the community at St. Mary's with the local uh, Anglican Church Crossroads. So you, if you've got uh, kids, preschool age kids, do come along uh, to that or a weekly uh, exercise class, hit class on Tuesday evenings. That's here. So come along to that um, as well. But great opportunities really to find out more, to connect with other Christians, those who have had their lives changed uh, by Jesus and opportunities to ask them, like, who's Jesus to you? Like, what, what difference has he made? Okay, should we stand? We're going to sing one last song. And let me encourage you, just if you feel a sense of, like, a stirring in your heart, sense of, like, yeah, I, like, I need to think about this. Maybe take the opportunity during the song to, to commit to saying, yeah, this Christmas I'm going to think about that.
Maybe start reading the Bible. You could start reading in uh, the Gospel of Mark, like a really nice, easy gospel, short gospel to read more about the life of Jesus. 